Good evening, good morning, how are you doing out there? This is Trey King with an E, not an I. Today, wanted to talk about Rush, Band Rush, mainly in particular their album, breakthrough album, 2112, their fourth studio album. This album came out in April 1st, 1976. No joke. April 1st, 1976. Google it. It's there. I did. <laughs> but um, but no, this album was their, was their um, win or go home album because at the time the record label was not happy with them and there was just so much stuff that they wanted and they didn't want to do all the silly poppy hits to make the money. So they decided they just wanted to create this marvelous album. And it was kind of like a big screw you to the record label. We don't want to do this. No, we don't want to do that. And this is what we're going to give to you. A lot of interesting information can be found in this documentary that came out, uh, I guess it was like eight years ago or so, or seven, and it was called Rush Beyond the Lighted Stage. This documentary is a very, very informative documentary about the band Rush. If you're a big fan of them, there's a lot of information in there that you may not know of them. When I saw it, I didn't know certain things. And if uh, you're new to the band, it's a, it's a great learning experience just to get all entrenched in all that is Rush. Anyway, so yes, today we're going to talk about 2112. I remember mentioning this back in my first podcast that, yes, yeah, someday we will talk about 2112. And today is it for the 12th episode. How appropriate. So, with that said, sit back, chill, take it easy, and let's have some fun. About a couple of weeks ago, I stumbled across this channel on YouTube called Lost in Vegas. A couple of guys that they do reactions of songs based on suggestions by their fans. Uh, they have a Twitter account. They also have a YouTube channel. If you want to check it out, it's a great channel, Lost in Vegas, and they have a, a lot of reactions on a lot of metal songs, and they get their unbiased comments on it and their feedback, what they like, what they don't like. And one of them was to do 2112. And watching this video, and it's a couple of black guys, and they're just cool as shit. Just they're watching and listening to it, and getting blown away by Neil Peart's drumming in the overture. <laughs> and it was very, very delightful to experience and check out. And also just led me to get into wanting to talk about 2112, just little nuances and interesting discoveries that I have found throughout the years. And when I 
started listening or how I got into 2112. I'll go ahead and talk about that in a bit. I first discovered 2112 around 1991-92. My uncle had a compilation disc of Rush. It was called Rush Chronicles. And it was two CDs. The first CD was their stuff from 74 on to 1980 where it ended in permanent waves. And then the second disc was their hits from moving pictures up into Presto. And when I got the Chronicles disc, I listened to disc one a lot and it blew me away just listening to their older shit. And I listened to the second disc later on, like as the years went by, but I just mainly was entrenched in the first disc and listening to 2112 that on, on the Chronicles, it was just the overture and Temple of Syrinx, but that opened the door for me to get the album. I believe I got the 2112 disc. Uh, must have been 94 and 95 when I was in high school. But just listening to the 20-minute opus alone is worth its weight in gold. And just, yeah, just discovery, presentation, Oracle, and soliloquy in the grand finale just just everything is just outstanding and then on side two side two you got passage to bangkok got tears and lessons and something for nothing and the twilight zone the twilight zone is a trippy ass song it's pretty much talking about a couple of episodes from the old tv show twilight zone I never saw the episodes, but it'd be kind of neat to check out. And also, another interesting thing about uh, the 2112, they came out with a remastered version on LP as 180 gram. I end up, uh, I have a copy of it as well. But on the second side of the vinyl, they have a special. They have a special deal on the groove, on the lock groove, when uh, the record ends. Uh, they have spinning stars. If you shine some light onto the vinyl, they have a spinning. They have the spinning. Well, it's not red star, but it's the spinning star just going around, and it's kind of neat to check out. I shot a video of it on Facebook one day while listening to Passage to Bangkok, and it was just kind of cool seeing that on a record. And I'm sure there's a now with that, and I'm sure that there's other records out there that they have little special etchings on the vinyl, just to kind of since vinyl's coming back and people are purchasing it, might as well just throw some cool little wrenches or gears to entice you to get the record. And um, also going back to. 2112 and just a little interesting one one little interesting deal on the grand finale of 2112 toward the end of the song you hear the phrase 
Attention all planets of the Solar Federation, we have assumed control. And if you section that out, they, eat, they say each section three times. And if you take the number of words in each phrase, so attention all planets of the Solar Federation times three, that's 21. And we have assumed control times three, that's 12. So 2112, pretty cool, huh? Yes, discovered on some website years ago or heard it from another fellow Rush fan of mine from back in the day. But yeah, it's just kind of neat to just kind of neat to check that out. And also 2112 is relevant nowadays. Um, it was mentioned in the book ready player one uh ernest klein sounds like he's a huge rush geek uh he also did the screenplay for fanboys and also in that movie the um there's just a one of the fans there had like a bootleg of all these rush tapes and when they were going on their road trip, he's like, rule number one, everything is Rush all the time in this van. We listen to Rush, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, kind of funny to hear that. So, what else? What else about 2112? One thing I heard about 2112, I don't, I don't know how true it is or not, but it wouldn't surprise me. How, how fast Rush came out with albums. Back then, it was once a year they were coming out with an album. And supposedly, it took them 15 or 16 days to record 2112. I don't know how true that is. Um, it, is it is plausible with at the rate of speed they were coming out with albums. But, yeah, there was that. Um... What else? What else? Oh, um, as every Rush fan would know, and if you do not know, enthusiastic listener, here you go. Uh, Neil Peart is the lyricist of the group, and Getty Lee and Alex Lyson, they do the music. They orchestrate the music. But on 2112, on side two, Alex Lyson wrote the lyrics for lessons and Getty Lee wrote the lyrics for tears. So that was kind of a interesting little songwriting there from other members of the band just to contribute their part and have Neil Peart take a break from lyric writing. But yeah, <laughs> I guess that didn't happen. Uh, what else about 2112? Oh yes, 2112. Yes. It's a uh, kind of set in a type of period. Kind of based off of Ayn Rand's book, The Fountainhead, or Atlas Shrugged, one of the two. But, yeah, Neil Peart, an avid reader that he is, just came up with an amazing marvel with, tw with 2112. And that's pretty much it for 2112. That's all I got. But... Yeah, yeah, just wanted to throw this out as my 12th episode of the podcast. <laughs> just throw that in there and just 
kind of share with you all um, Lost in Vegas because yeah I found them out a couple of weeks ago and it's a pretty neat channel uh, yeah subscribe to it if you can uh, I'm sure you'll get be delighted with some of the reactions that they have on other songs and other metal songs and uh, yeah there's a ton out there that they have done <clears throat> but until that kids enthusiastic listeners everyone out there Thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you all at another date. Until then, Trey King with an E, not an I, signing off. Y'all take care.